and I've worked as a guide before, so I know how much work it is. So maybe that's one of the reasons you've, why I haven't. You've done actually... everything. You've done every job known to man before. <laughs> well, no, so. not every job. That's not true. <laughs> Start the timer. Welcome to Location Indie Podcast, a behind-the-scenes, unfiltered, no-holds-barred look at the realities of the location-independent lifestyle from two guys who are living that lifestyle. I'm Trav, and I've never attended a bachelor party in another language... But I think I know someone who has. I am Jason. We're the co-founders of the community Location Indie. We're all about the freedom, the travel, the lifestyle. You can learn more at locationindie.com. Trav, I think you're referring to me. Yes, I went to a bachelor party here. I live in Norway. If you're listening to this show and you've never listened to it before or it's news to you. <laughs> That's the only way you uh, <laughs> would know that Jason isn't living in And uh, yeah, I was at a Norwegian bachelor party a couple weeks ago, which was quite fun, man. And Trav, we haven't talked about this yet. You would have loved this. I'm going to tell you why in just a second. First, we got to tease out today's show. We're talking about three business ideas or business models that Travis and I, at least right now, as of the time of this recording, have always had a hankering to pursue. Um, if you could, I, I think a hankering is the perfect word to describe that. Um, you know, we're we're busy doing what we're doing, and we love what we're doing. So this this is just like kind of an addition to what we're doing. It's just like a curiosity thing. You know, we're very curious about all different types of businesses. We we have fun with this stuff. We love being entrepreneurs. I think, like speaking for both of us, because we. We do get to make up our own rules and do our own thing, and that's one of the fun things about it. Uh, so we're going to talk about that today, and um, got a great inside ally for you. And before we dig into today's show, we should also talk about the Paradise Pack, Trav, which is happening as as this is coming out um, pretty soon. Or if you're listening to this, it might be happening right now. It's May 30th through June 6th this year, 2017. This is a world-class bundle of location-dependent and travel products over $2,500 worth of products and educational materials to help you go to the next level wherever you're at in your location-dependent journey, whether you're just starting out and you're trying to get there, or if you're already doing it and you want some more education to keep keep it rolling and, and keep growing and maybe execute some of the ideas that we talk about. And we're always looking to educate ourselves as entrepreneurs and travelers so we can travel cheaper, we can do things in a smarter way, we can get better at our businesses. All right. This Paradise Pack, Trav, it's something special. It's totally unique. And check it out at theparadisepack.com. Trav, expand on that a little bit. Uh, yeah, just really quickly, guys. May 30th through June 5th. Um, and it is, uh, it's, yeah, it's an amazing product that this will be the fourth year that we're doing it. And we've seen thousands of people grab this Paradise Pack over the last three years, um, 2014, 2015. Wow, 2014 was the first year. It, it sounds a long time ago when I say it like that. 2014, 2015, 2016, people have taken the Paradise Pack, gone on to create all types of really, really cool businesses. Some of them have created businesses like we're going to talk about today, ones that, that we wish that we want to create, that, that maybe we'll create in the future. Some people have gone and, and traveled around the world and used these tips. So 
just a fantastic thing. Sold at a really, really tremendous discount and seven days only. So if you have never heard of Paradise Back before, the big part that we that we really try to make you aware of so that you don't miss it is at seven days only, May 30th through June 5th. After that, you'll never, ever be able to get it again. We every year have people email us after, can I please get it? I just found out about it. I forgot to buy it, blah, 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 blah. And no, I mean, once the clock hits zero, it's zero. You won't be able to get it. Next year, if we do the Paradise Pack again, it'll be all new products. So you'll never be able to get this bundle ever again. So if you want in, um, it's it's well worth it. And we've seen amazing people do amazing things because of the information inside of the Paradise Pack. Over 90% off. And, uh, you know, one last thing about the Paradise Pack. When I think about if you took like my college tuition and just like calculated how much each class cost. And I think about like all the classes that I never, not that they weren't useful, but I mean, like, yeah, some of, like, some of mine were with. not this useful. Like, I can think of specific classes that I've never used any of the information again. This is something that's, well, depending on where you're going to school, but I mean, if it's giving you the exact thing that you want to do. If it's more travel, being location dependent, I mean, this is it. There's nowhere else to get all this. If you could buy it all separately, it would be over $2,600, uh, 90% off. And that's why we do this, so we can make this accessible to as many people as possible, make it affordable. It's really a no-brainer. I mean, Trav, embarrassingly enough, in a former life, I think I bought a pair of jeans that cost more than this Paradise Pack. And this is talking about something that could actually will change your you life forever. Should, so. You should be embarrassed by that. You should be embarrassed <laughs> by that. But yeah, May 30th through June 5th, check it out, theparadisepack.com. But I wanted to get into, Jay, this this bachelor party very quickly. Yes. Because yeah, you did so, something really neat and you had a, a cultural experience. Um, I, I want to say I'm proud of you because you've worked really hard on your Norwegian, going to Norwegian classes, You know, diving into that, saying, I'm going to learn this language because I want to be able to connect with people here in Norway on a level that isn't through English. And you've now been able to do that. Um, and you've had an experience where, I don't know, I, I assume most of the stuff that was going on in the bachelor party was done in Norwegian because it was mostly Norwegians, right? Yeah, the conversations are getting better. Uh, at least the conversations don't suck anymore. So that's nice. And it's funny because the more I speak Norwegian, the more um, they will speak English. I think it's like, <laughs> they're like, oh, he's give, giving it an effort. Let me give it an effort on the other side. So then I have to kind of sometimes try to steer it back to Norwegian so I can get my practice but then, you know, if I have a couple of beers or something like yesterday was uh, as the time of this recording was a big holiday in Norway and um, I went to a party and like I got lazy after because then I wanted to, you know, be in the moment in the conversation that can be hard. But um, during this bachelor party, Trav, <laughs> dude, I when you were here, I should have taken you here. I didn't even know it was a thing. We went to this place called The Fort. And if you, I think I, I sent you a YouTube video. There was a reality show here called The Fort and you it's just like a lot of reality shows i mean you go into a room and there's like a certain task or a certain thing you got to do and some's physical some of it's mental it's like survivor or something like that that's why you would love it anyway this show was big and they've taken this like sort of warehouse and they've turned it into like i think it was 48 rooms 48 different rooms and it's all of these like it's like you're like in a reality show kind of like not like cameras and stuff, but you go, you walk into a room, there's a plaque outside of the room and it just says, it's got three things. It says like, you know, technical, mental and uh, physical or whatever. And like it rates, like some are more physical than others. Some are more mental challenges than other others. And you key yourself in and 
you have like, you don't know what's going on. You get there and you just have to like figure out what to do. And you're competing against everybody else like at the party. So there were teams of three and there was like, I don't know, five teams or something. And you have 45 minutes to go to as many of these rooms and like finish as many of these tasks as you can. And you can keep going into the same room because like when you fail, there's like a green light above the door and then it turns red. And then you have to leave the room and you have to wait until it resets and then you can go in again and try it. So some rooms we went in like six or seven times till we got the task right. But um, it was really fun and exciting because it was got that vibe. You're like, you walk into the room, you're like, I don't know what to do here. And, and you're looking around and, and there's certain things that have to happen, but you don't know exactly how to do them. And it was like, it was very cool. You would have loved it, man. And then... Um, great, great business idea. Yeah, we went to a brewery and then we did a another great business idea, which is these football things that blow up and you like wear them and you can just like ram into each other and knock each other over. But you're kind of, you're, so we played soccer in these giant like protective bubble things that we ran around in, which was cool. Yeah. I All right. So we're going to get into here, Jay, the, the three business ideas that we each have that we want to we want to do, you know, we, we, last episode, we talked about goofy business ideas we've had over the year that haven't come to, over the years that haven't come to fruition. That was a super fun episode. If you missed that, go check that out. We, uh, we reveal some of the funniest business ideas we've ever had, and there are a plethora of them. So check that out. But what we want to talk about today is three business ideas we each have or business models that at some point we want to get into. And, um, I'm excited to hear yours, but one of the things I've been actually, uh, surprised with the business idea that has taken off is those escape rooms, and this is very similar to what you're talking about with that with that fort idea. Um, and the fort idea is that you know you're going and you're doing all these different challenges. But have you seen those escape rooms recently, where they're all they're in all the major cities around the world now, where you know you go in with a group. It's kind of like they put you in a room. You have to figure out these clues, and you have to be able to get out. And I've seen them pop up all over the place. So they must be doing really well. Um, so not not on my list owning an escape room, but I did want to point that out as just another idea that has seemed to really really take off. And one of the things that I do like about some of the ideas that, that we're going to mention today are that they are, some of them can be a little more physical. And by that, I mean like owning something that is physical. So before I get too much into that, why don't you start us off with with your number three idea, like a, a business model that you want to, at some point, do something in or at least give it a try. Yeah, I'm going to share these three. I haven't really ranked them, but um, one thing I... You I, never rank them, man. No, Come I do. On. I do rank them. How about I mean, ranking, man? Yeah. Well, then I have to factor in a lot of different rank, things. Rank them as the ones that are from least likeliest that you'll pursue to most likeliest. All so right. your number one is the most likely one that you'll pursue. I would say this is the most likely one that I am to pursue. I'll, I'll, my number one will be the most likely that I'm to pursue in this stage of my life right now. But that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to live there. Okay. Sorry. You know, I get crazy with these rankings. Um. I take, I take these rankings way too seriously. Um, creating a physical product, I think, uh, is something that I would find very gratifying and satisfying on many levels. And um, I, I'm not sure what... The, I have different physical product ideas. I'm not sure what exactly that would be. But um, I don't know. Something about the process of creating a physical product because I can also sell that online and there's ways to automate that and everything as well. Uh, but it's just a totally different realm that um, I, I'm not going to be diving into anytime soon. But the curious cat in me, you know, wonders about that whole process. And I know I would just learn a lot. I think it would be uh, really fun. Now, um, 
if I was going to do that, I'd probably follow like the, the crowdfunding Kickstarter model because I still don't believe it's a good idea to invest a lot of capital in a business when you're starting out. Uh, so just following like the lean business model strategy, I'd probably approach it that way. But yeah, some kind of... So I'm, I'm going to jump cool. in here too, because this was on my list. And, um, and you know, if I'm ranking, this is probably my number three. Although this could be... And and I am with, in, with you on the same boat for a few reasons. One, I think we'd learn a lot. And there's a lot to be said about learning new stuff and seeing how stuff is actually made versus, you know, we do a lot, almost everything we do is on the digital side. And I have big respect for, for the friends of ours we have that have created physical products, Fred over at Tortuga Backpacks, Stefan at Bluffworks Pants. I mean, I, you know, it would not be my first idea would be creating a physical product because it is, to me, seems a lot riskier and a lot tougher. Um, our, our one of the guys who helps us with our taxes, you don't even know this, I don't think, uh, Kyle, uh, Durand, uh, we've just brought on to help us do all our tax stuff. He actually, when I was talking to him the other day, was in China at this huge, this is one thing I'd love to go to, at this huge fair that happens every year or maybe every quarter in China. I can't remember exactly where it is, but it's just, it's the world's biggest expo of people who create products. In essence, like, if you want to go, and this is how I think I'd start with a physical product, I probably wouldn't design something brand new, like, oh, I'm going to design an all new travel backpack, or I'm going to design something better. What I would probably do is go to a fair like this and say, hey, this is a really cool product. I'm going to put my own brand on it. That seems the easiest first. White so label. Like, yeah, yeah. White label creating an extra pack of peanuts. Um, you know, travel towel has always been one. Creating an extra pack of peanuts, like, buff like you know the bandana type things you can bring with you on traveling or or creating your own watch you know a lot of people come be like oh man these these factories create these amazing wooden watches for example i want to put my own label my own brand on it you're not coming up with a brand new product but you're you're white labeling a product that already exists i think that would be the easiest way to start and and you'd be able to learn some lessons and then possibly diving into creating something that is a physical product that I think solves a need that is unmet. So it would, again, but like, again, I think you're taking, if you do that, then you're taking away from the physical product creation. You're, you're then just doing marketing and branding, which is, well, yeah, but you're still finding a physical product that you like. Like I would yeah. love to go to that show, spend days. I mean, it's huge right. walking around, talking to all the vendors being like, Oh, this guy has, if, let, let's say I was yeah, going to do watches. Yeah. This guy has this type of watches. Oh, that's really cool. Oh, but he has wooden watches, but he has ones that are waterproof. You know, like you're still sourcing out why you think this product is is better um and and i do agree it's it's then you know it's you're not completely completely making something from scratch which i would like to do as well i just don't know what like you said what i would create from scratch right now i have some ideas of oh i'd like to brand and market something as extra pack of peanuts products or as location indie products that we know people would use if they're in this uh realm but I don't know what I'd create that's brand new at the moment. But I'm with you. I want to create a physical product. I think it's just a whole untapped world that would be fun to like try out and dabble in at least. Yeah, it's something cool with it. I made my wife a book for a present once and it was like really cool to hold the physical book and it felt really rewarding to take something that I started in a notebook and have it become a real physical object. Um, number two for me, you know, with all the digital work, I have fantasies about working more in the real world and going back to to my roots, which is what I, I say the real world. But you know, when you're working digital, a lot of times you are just working online. And 
there are so many benefits, like being able to do this podcast and get to connect with so many people through the community and location Indian, and everything that we do could not happen without the digital piece. And then sometimes also on the other side, I just miss having the, you know, being out and about type of experience like I used to have when I was working events and everything like that. So um, one thing that I've been wanting to do for a long time, I actually actually put this almost tied for number one, um, is creating... Uh, some kind of uh, tour experience or having some kind of experience for travelers that are coming through. So I'm based in Norway now. So that could be like a food beer tour type thing with like, you know, working in like local history, local culture and local food. Um, Or it could be something, you know, somewhere in Norway where we take uh, people, you know, on a, on a trek or a hike through the mountains. Um, Some type of, uh, travel experience that I can now, like I've had so many great experiences when I was traveling that it would be really cool to, and I've worked as a guide before, so I know how much work it is. Maybe that's one of the reasons you've, why I haven't You've done actually... everything. You've done every job known to man before. <laughs> well, so. no, not every job. That's not true. But um, I haven't created a physical product. But, um, you know, being able to like give that experience to somebody else is... Um, I really love that idea. And like they can come through and you can show off something that you know and give them something to remember a place by. I think that's really uh, cool. And plus, it would get me out into the community, having to build relationships here, getting to know people around town, getting to practice my Norwegian, and also still straddling the line between like doing something for the community here in Oslo, Norway, but also doing something for the travel community and people that are passing through. We're very similar in a lot of ways. I think that's one reason why we get along so well. And I'm with you. I didn't have this on my list basically because I forgot about it. But I'm with you that I'd either A, love to run a tour to a region that that I don't live in, but you know that we had like that we planned out and we set things up and run retreats. And we have done that once, um, a retreat for the LI community, but do more of that or and even do it as as a trip, as a tour. I think that'd be cool. And or do something just as you mentioned where I, you have something set up that is in your hometown or in an area or community that you're part of and bringing people to you. Um, just like you mentioned, I think that'd be a really, really cool gig to do and a really cool way to branch out. Um, I'm going to go back to the digital world for my number two. And here's something that I love because it is completely digital and it's this idea of drop shipping. And if you don't know what drop shipping is, it's simply where people order a product on your site but then you pass the order along to whoever the manufacturer is or whoever the seller is, and then that seller ships it directly to the buyer. So you're just the intermediary. No one, you don't handle any product. You're just, you're literally creating a site that people can buy from. So you're doing the marketing, people can buy from it, and then you're passing the orders along to the uh, someone else who is fulfilling them and shipping them directly to the buyer. The reason I love that is, A, you're not handling any product, so... Um, if someone doesn't buy anything, you know, your overhead can be really, really, really low, almost non-existent other than creating the site because you're not handling any product. So my idea, and, and this is, was going to make my goofy ideas one, but I held it until this one. So if, if you heard me in that podcast tease out probably my goofiest idea ever, this is it. It is that I want to start drop, shimp- drop shipping Himalayan salt blocks. So if you don't know what a Himalayan salt block is, it's just it, it's a block of salt that you use to cook on. I love it. I cook on it all the time. 
Um, it, you know, you put it in the oven, you put whatever you want on it, seafood, chicken, steak, it cooks it, it, it kind of, um, well, it doesn't marinate it, but it infuses salt into the flavor. It cooks it really well. And ever since I found these Himalayan salt pox, I thought this is just something that I really, really love. And couldn't I create like a website, Jay, that was called like, MrSaltBlock.com, right? And just do a good job marketing it. Like shoot funny YouTube videos around cooking on Himalayan salt blocks. Like make it a fun brand around something. Like I always had the idea that I would make a fun brand around something that is inherently very basic and or boring. Like salt blocks. All right, yes, you could go and buy them on Amazon or SirLaTabla.com or BedBathAndBeyond.com. But wouldn't it be cool to have a website just devoted to something very small, for me, it'd be Himalayan salt blocks and just create funny YouTube videos and makes, make it fun, make something that inherently isn't fun, fun and, and market it that way and hopefully gain a lot of traction for doing something very niche in an interesting way. And then people would buy from my site and I would just drop ship the Himalayan salt blocks. You know, um, we're joking around and you're being light about it, but I actually think it's a very good uh, business model or strategy. I think there's a ton of opportunity for things like that, whether you know it's a Himalayan salt block or like the millions of other things where if you know how to put something online and do it in, in a good way and make it stand out in some way different, you, there's a lot of things that could be sexied up out there and that you could have a lot of fun with and probably do really well in terms of like SEO rankings, different things like that, just because you're creating content around it and other people aren't because they're resting on their laurels and it's a real small, like specific thing. So I think that's great. Uh, drop shipping. I mean, I've done it. My first successful online business is it's brokering, but it's essentially drop shipping because I never care. I call it drop shipping on steroids because I never carry any inventory. Um, and this is the event business that I've been running for a while with the custom event trucks, but it is awesome. Like you never carry inventory. So when you're able to move that inventory, um, and earn money on something that you never actually physically possessed, that's, uh, that's a good feeling, you know, and you're helping a couple people out, get the things they want to do, uh, get the things that they want. So, um, yeah, let, let me like let, let me ask you the question, Jay. Would you rather buy a salt block from bedbathandbeyond.com or mrsaltblock.com who's got like six funny YouTube videos about how to make the best chicken in the world on a salt block? Well, I really it can't co- stand come down Bed, to Bath, price for you. Uh, so certainly Mr. Mr. Saltblock <laughs> all the way. I mean, and, uh, Hands and you're right. down. <laughs> and, and you know, you're right. There's so much stuff that can be sexified out there. And there's going to be some people who are like, this is dumb. Why is this guy putting so much effort into the salt block thing? You know, so some people are going to be like, I'm only looking for the best price ever. And, may, and, and maybe I wouldn't be able to undercut those big companies on price. But there's going to be some people who come to that site, appreciate the humor, appreciate the fun loving vibe. And, you know, would just say like, yeah. I'm going to buy from here because this is cool. And and I've done that plenty of times. Even if I found stuff a little cheaper certain places, I've bought from the quote-unquote small business or the funny thing or someone who's putting some effort in or, or oh, man, they came up with a cool recipe as well. So, you know, you include a, a – that's another thing. I'm getting off topic here. But, you know, when you do something fun like that, you can say, hey, for every salt block – that you guys get shipped. Like I'm also going to send you a digital PDF. So again, you're not holding any product of like my 10 favorite recipes. So you add like little things on top of it too, just to make some personality. There's a lot on the internet that could be really benefit from some personality. So if you're interested in an idea like drop shipping or you're listening to this, um, please don't steal a salt block idea. Although I mean, <laughs> if you want to go for it, but there's tons of products out there, you know, I, I, anything you could want yoga balls or, 
or you know there's all types of different things and out my there buddy john do. like that we talked to the other week was going to do like bath bombs or something it was like there's yeah. all these different things and and like i mean what's kind of cool is like you said you use it all the time you're passionate about it so you could even think about just the things you use in your everyday life and look like, around your house is there is there potential where did you order it from like i feel like there is so much opportunity in in something like drop shipping and online business in this way that um it's it's crazy you know like i you could definitely create something out of like something that you're pat you know you might think if you're listing out your passions or some of the things like we're trying to figure out online business good idea to like write down some of the skills you have some things you're passionate about like that might be something that's neglected right you might kind of like you know you might be cooking on salt blocks three days a week but you don't like immediately think about it as your passion but really of course you're into it like you do you're you're like kind of geeky about it and um yeah then of course things opportunities open up like if you do have like a lot of traffic maybe you're selling a himalayan salt block recipe book like you said or whatever well I think and then cool. and then maybe you sell like salt or maybe you sell like other kitchen things like it it, it continues to grow and grow and grow mm-hmm. i think we got to come up with a term for that I, I right off the top of my head we'll call it like personality based drop shipping where you take something that's a normal product, you put a fun personality, your personality around it, you create a store, and then you drop ship it. Personality based drop shipping. Trademark that. Flop shipping. It's a uh, flip flopping. No, I don't know. Yeah. Personality based drops. I like that better. All right. My number one, along the same lines, and it's kind of encompasses either drop shipping or something else. I have two honorable mentions after that I have to share, which what? one is. One is, You've one got is, honorable mentions. I Nicely do, done, I do. Jay. Love well, it. One is like a giant idea that I'll never do just because it's too much work. And the other one's like maybe one day type of thing. Uh, it's, they're fun. But um, number one, realistically, probably the thing that I'm most interested in doing sometime soon. And I also think it could be fun to do it with you, like where we just, or like get a small group of people together and do kind of like what we talked about in the last episode. You have like a 24 hour, like a 48 hour challenge where like you do it all in a weekend, you know, and just get something up. Um, and that's just an e-commerce store. Um, having some kind of e-commerce store where I sell something uh, or some combination of things that um, in a unique way, like you're talking about, that's, that's benefiting uh, somebody somehow, you know, like you mentioned in the last show, Tom's Shoes, or like giving back. Like, there's all kinds of things you can do. And I just like the idea of e-commerce, uh, building up an e-commerce store, whether it's drop shipping or straight e-commerce or a physical product. This is kind of like ties in everything I've already talked about it in a way. But um, I like that model because uh, it seems fun. It's complementary with the online business skills that I have. And they're, they can be very much automated and they can also be sold as businesses. And I think if you get your own formula down, you could kind of just keep creating these different things and selling them. And I think it could be a pretty fast track to, to earning a lot of good location independent income. But I have to launch that first one for first. So e-commerce, I think, is a, a big thing. People are ordering more online. The trust is there. It's only growing more. And I think it's a, a great business model. Yeah, I, and I'm with you. I mean, the drop shipping is a part of an e-commerce, right? Like Mr. Saltblock or whatever would be an e-commerce store right. that would sell one thing at first, hopefully then maybe a, a, a plethora of things. But I'm with you. Um, so we went from physical products to then being like, all right, but we still <laughs> want to be digital. Uh, my number one is, uh, I'm going to throw out two little quick ideas here. Uh, it's not an app yet, but I mean, one thing I've always wanted to do is create an app or create something that... 
like that's not just a website, but they're super mobile friendly and there's built a little bit different. And so this idea that I've had that I, I will implement at some point, I mean, I got actually last year, I spent a lot of time working with developers on a whole year and then it didn't come to fruition. And they just said they couldn't keep going and they, they couldn't make it work the way we wanted to work. But it's not a dead idea yet. And that is the idea of we call it airfare, F-A-I-R. Um, and it's the idea of whenever there are really, really crazy airfare deals out there, flight deals out there. Uh, you'd get a text message to your phone. You'd be able to see it. Oh man, Philly to, to Oslo for 250 bucks. It's awesome. You click on the link. It takes you to a mobile site or hopefully eventually like just an app. Like it, it's actually an app. So you don't even need a text message. It just sends you a push notification. You can see it. You could get it on your phone. You can literally book right there while the deal is happening. Cause a lot of these quick mistake fares or really good deals sell out and or get caught like within a couple hours. So speed is key. So I say Philly to Norway, boom, I see it pop up. I look at the dates. Oh yeah, this is perfect. And I can book it right from my phone. Um, there's been a bit of a hiccups with, with getting the calendar work and being able to book it from your phone and all that kind of, and put it in that technology in place. But it's an idea that I think has a lot, a lot of legs. It's one that I want. And it's one that everyone I talk to is travelers want, because again, it's like you, time is of the essence when it comes to these really super great flights. And I just want to make it as easy as possible for people to do it. They don't have to go to their computer. They don't have to like input all this stuff into Google Flights and using these codes. Our system would do that for you. So it's just showing you the price. You can hit book it and it's done. And and you've got your ticket and you're ready to roll. So um, Airfare is an idea that I am continuing to work through and trying to work with different developers to make it a minimum viable version of it first, but also robust enough that it works and that people love it. Um out of the gates too. So that's where we're struggling. Surprised that real estate wasn't number one because you're so into that. But, it's already uh, happening, I guess. So that I, I didn't think about that. I mean, we already have now three properties that are up on Airbnb. So I mean, that is my number one thing that I'm doing, but not right. that I want to do because I guess I'm already doing it. If that makes Okay, sense. gotcha. Uh, a couple uh, quick honorable mentions that I have to throw out there. One is... Uh, I say I'll never do this, but who knows? I'm only saying I'll never do it because it just seems so big and ridiculous, but maybe there could be a way to do it in a different way. But it seems like a, a lot of it's going, it would be a lot of work. And yeah, but wouldn't it be cool to own an airline? An airline. Sure. I, I, I mean, don't know. I, I think an airline or a small fleet of like planes that. I don't know, takes people around the world in a cool way. I don't know what, but like, of course, I see the, you know, to be the CEO of like an airline company sounds ridiculous, but there's something that's why it's just an honorable mention. I just wanted to throw out some crazy, ridiculous idea. And if Trav, if you have one off the cuff, that would be like, as Chris buzzes us right now, we're going to go a little bit over. But if you have one crazy, like just thing that you'd probably never do, but it would be just, uh, just yeah, kind of a cool idea sure. to share it. Um, I mean, off the top of my head, my idea is, to to like own an I'm gonna say own an island or own a huge track of land or something that's like a crazy awesome resort retreat center that is yeah like own own a retreat slash resort center that is mine that can be built the way I want it and I've always had this idea when I was a kid of being like uh like in the hospitality industry not that I want to do it full time but yeah I'm like oh it'd be so cool to be the manager of a resort then I realized that they actually didn't just get to like ride the go-karts all the time and actually had the manager resort but um yeah that would be cool I'd love to do something like that I, uh, and I'd rather that than an airline 
because I don't love flying. So like, yeah, uh, I know. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a little ridiculous, but I mean, I could get on board. I could definitely get on board with like the eco lodge. I mean, or if something. we if we were just like Richard Branson, we'd have an airline and our own right, island. Right. So that's all yeah. we have to do. I might switch to the eco lodge or something. I don't know that sounds dope. Um, another one. You know, this is I don't know if this is going to be like sometime in the distant future or soon. I don't know something about like just a quaint, cool, like old fashioned ice cream stand slash coffee shop like oh, well you know i'm in i'm on board with that i'd love to have my own ice cream you shop. know ju- it's i know it's just a fantasy and i know like you know it's probably it doesn't fit into the whole lifestyle at all i mean of course you can hire people to run it and stuff like that but there's something about i don't know having like one day location, like one man, day maybe thing. yeah one day in the in the long future like i'll probably throw my smartphone into the ocean or something and i'm gonna walk into this ice cream stand that i own and like make ice cream and just like spend my days like serving ice cream and drinking coffee and maybe have a couple good ipas on tap you know have a little chitter chatter at the end of the day i i don't know you know you go to all these places when you travel and you're like you have these fantasies it's just me if you're like oh like Maybe I could like own a little or like a surf shack or like some kind of little thing or like, you know, it goes back to the idea of having a physical product. It's like that, but times 10 in that you have something that that is in the real world that's existing that you can help people at or customers at right then. And yeah, it's a quaint notion. And then you realize like it's actually a ton of work, which is fine. And um, it's also I'm not location you. independent. And this it's is also my, not well, location can, independent. Listen, that everything can be. I mean, you can certainly hire people to run these things and travel around. People do it all the time. Sure. So, but your idea um, is that it's like kind of you. You're part of the community. You're there. This is my, you're having your this regular is my, customers. Yeah, this is my yeah. location dependent fantasy. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, <laughs> awesome. Well, those are just a few of our uh, business ideas that we want to implement. Um, are you going to give a quick inside LI? I know we're over, but in order to celebrate the Paradise Pack and the launch of the Paradise Pack, which is May 30th through June 5th, we're giving you a ton of awesome stuff. If you're on our newsletter list, you'll see that we've run contests to win free backpacks. We're giving away, uh, we're, we're, we have a bunch of videos we're showing and telling people stories, a lot of cool stuff happening. So why not on this podcast give you a few extra minutes of love as well? Cause May is a great, great month because we're leading up to the Paradise Pack. So give everyone the inside LI very quickly. Yes, inside LI. This is uh this is awesome. Uh Claire, I gotta give her a shout out because she has this header says, I got my first client. Um she she has a whole story behind it, but basically there's someone that referred me to their community and she said I've gotten a couple of small consultations booked. And then she wrote a whole paragraph about what actually happened. She said someone in one of the groups posted specifically asking if anyone in the group knew of someone who did SEO and maybe consultations. She's talking about a Facebook group. I was the first to jump into the thread, link to my site. And then later she offered them like a little SEO checklist that she was giving away for free. Um, these are both things that, uh, both strategies that we talk about in Ally too. You know, offer, offer something for free, try to provide value, um, try to work with your immediate network. And, and basically she said, moral of the story, uh, be helpful, offer more awesome free stuff and follow up. Also hang out online where your target market target client hangs out 
mine happens to be in Facebook groups. So, um, you know, very intentional. She's put in a lot of work. I know she's been working through this. She, she set the intention to get her first client and then she did it. And she did it by providing value and, and just going to the places where people might need her help and just helping out until she landed that first client. And look, I mean, she put the work in. It's tough. Just so happy for her. So Claire, congratulations. I mean, you're off and running. This is... Uh, Chris, give her a big round of applause with that little clapping yeah. button. That's yeah. awesome. I mean, you're first. It's, it's awesome that she's going to be able to look back on this too, because she actually told the LI community, Jay, that, you know, this is her first client. So, you know, as her business progresses, you might forget, oh, what was my very first one? It's cool that she'll be able to look back and be like, yeah, that's how it all started. Yeah, totally. And I mean, the other thing is, you know, we have a whole wide range of uh, people with a various experience in location indie. I mean, people that are running you know, very big businesses online to, you know, somebody like Claire who's getting started and just getting her first client and all helping each other out in different ways. Um, it's absolutely incredible. So you can, uh, again, join the newsletter and Travis, like Travis said, we're giving away a bunch of stuff with the Paradise Pack too through the Location Indie newsletter as well. So um, you can always jump on com or theparadisepack.com. And if you don't want to miss that, that's only May 30th through June 6th, uh, 6th one week only. Fifth. June 5th. 5th. Then it's gone forever. So please hop on and check that out. Um, thanks so much for listening. And if you have any questions, reach out to us. We're always thrilled to have you here. Trav, anything else to add before you bounce? Now, if you have fun, as I said before in our last podcast, if you have funny business ideas or ones that you even just want to implement, we're always loving to hear your stories. Tweet us at Pack of Peanuts at Zero Travel. Let us know some of your best, funniest, goofiest most random, most off-the-wall business ideas you've ever had. And uh, we've shared a lot with you over the last two episodes. So yeah, share a few with us and we'd love to see what you got percolating up in that brain. We'll chat with you soon. Peace.